0: Well, you know, my friends, Mountain is a really old church, right? Did you know that? Does anybody know, like, how old? We go back to 1824, all right? That's a long time. But even further back than that, by a few years, in 1818, there was another little church in a place called Oberndorf, Austria. Try saying that, Oberndorf, right? It's called St. Nicholas Church. So yeah, it's Christmas, and we're talking about a church called St. Nick's, right? The pastor of that church seems like an awesome kind of guy, like my kind of guy. His name was Joseph Moore, all right? One time, somebody actually complained about him to his superiors. They said, he's too cheerful to be a pastor. It's like, yeah, we don't. Want any of them happy Christians, you know, (laughs) I guess. They they complained that he always went around smoking his pipe and playing guitar music and singing songs in public. Like, that's horrible, right? Get rid of this guy. I actually sound like, he sounds like a great guy to me. His name is Joseph Moore, pastor of St. Nick's Church, right? But this little church, it sat right on the banks of the Salzach River. And unfortunately, in the dead of winter, just before Christmas, 1818, the Salzach River overflowed its banks and flooded the whole town. So all of a sudden, everyone's life is like upside down, right, like it ruined a bunch of stuff, they had to cancel a bunch of stuff. I don't know if people died, but I would guess so, probably. It really hit the people hard. And and if that wasn't bad enough, like having river water sweep away their homes and businesses and crops, the dirty floodwaters filled their church building too. So for a while, you know, like, The thing they really wanted to rally around and that they needed the most to be strengthened in their faith was affected too. But it's Christmas, right? And they just know they gotta get together and have a Christmas Eve service, right? So the pastor, he goes to the vault and he pulls out an old poem he had written two years before when he was going through a really difficult time, right after the Napoleonic Wars. And you know what that old poem that he wanted to use was called? Silent Night, yeah. That's right. One of today's obviously most loved and well-known Christmas carols of all time. I mean, I think Bing Crosby sold 10 million copies of it. We, we sing it at Mountain on every Christmas Eve service, and carolers have crooned it on doorsteps for over 200 years. That was the pastor's poem about finding peace in hard times. And Pastor Moore just knew it would be perfect that year. So on the morning of Christmas Eve, he hands those words to the church organist whose name was Franz Gruber, right? Not to be confused with Hans Gruber. That's the bad guy in the Die Hard movie, but I I digress, right? That's a different Christmas story. He says to Hans Gruber, hey, put this thing to music so we can sing it tonight. But they got a problem, right? Because the flood damaged the organ in the church and they couldn't use it. And in those days, having a Christmas Eve service without an organ was like unheard of, like trying to have Thanksgiving without turkey or the Ravens without Lamar Jackson, right? So what'd they do? Well, they pivoted. And that day Gruber composes a brand new tune, which he works out on his guitar, which was kind of a radical and brand new thing at the time. And he plays it for more. He says, what do you think? And they go, yeah. Let's use it; it'll have to do. And, and, I, and I hope you're noticing something here: that this beloved song that we know so well, "Silent Night," was put together under a lot of stress in a really difficult time when everything was all upset and and hard. In other words, you know, it's a it was a time a lot like right now when we're all kind of doing the best we can adapting and trying to figure everything out. I love how the words of that song that he wrote after a war fit so perfectly for the flood of 1818. And I, I think maybe you'll notice in a minute how timely it really is for us too and all the stuff that we're being flooded with today. Because you can just about picture that, that Christmas Eve, right? People are dragging into church They're exhausted from, you know, dirt on their faces (laughs) and cleaning up flood damage in their homes all day and all week, discouraged by all the setbacks and the financial challenges of it. Nobody knew how long this was going to take and when they're going to get back to normal. But they stop what they're doing and they come together and they sit down on those church pews that are probably still soggy from the water. It just kind of strikes me that that's sort of what this year is like for us, isn't it? Like we've all been hit with floodwaters of some kind, you know? Maybe, maybe you could take a moment and think about what kind of floodwaters you're dealing with right now. Like what's hit you kind of hard this year? Maybe you could think about what makes you feel exhausted or what, what's been draining you or what you feel like you're, you're having to clean up again and again. Because we all have things like that, things that are discouraging. Some of us are flooded with stress in our homes because there's a conflict or a tough family situation. Or maybe it's about a health concern for you or someone that you care about. I know a lot of people have been flooded with loneliness or a wave of depression or anxiety has come over them. You know, you lose things in floods. And this year we've all lost some things. Some of us have lost friendships over a disagreement or or maybe a job or maybe someone you love has passed. Or maybe the thing you've lost feels like some of your innocence or your passion or your joy or your peace. So these words are perfect for us because they describe how when we're in the middle of chaos, when we're flooded with exhaustion and discouragement and troubles on every side, that's precisely when Jesus shows up. God brings the holy to the hurting. Jesus' coming brings peace in the panic. He builds our faith in the flood. So listen to these words. It was... Written in German, right? I sang it in German once. Still nacht. night. But in, in English, we, we know it more like this, right? Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright and round, yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant. So tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. So much biblical truth from the first Christmas packed into that song, isn't there? You know, it's a song for Bethlehem. It's a song about Bethlehem for the people of Bethlehem, because think what a crazy time it was in Bethlehem, right? Like everyone's exhausted from travel. I mean, it was as crazy the first Christmas when Jesus was born as it is today, right? Because of the census, people are traveling and sleeping on grandpa's floor there in Bethlehem, financially stressed out from the taxes. It was a lot like today. The tiny streets of Bethlehem were bursting with the massive influx of. that were pouring in for this taxation census thing. Like the town of, imagine like Northeast Maryland, right? A little town hosting a huge convention with thousands of people all pouring in, right? So all the hotels and restaurants are bursting, you know, family reunions everywhere, people up late partying, that's Bethlehem. But then you can picture it like eventually things settle down for the night and all is calm. And then all is bright because God sent that star in the dark night sky to hover over that home to guide the shepherds to where this mary this mother with child would be with this newborn who's no ordinary baby but a holy infant and not like a herod kind of king blustery and flexing but humble and gendered tender and mild is this god among us now so go ahead and Sleep in heavenly peace, Bethlehem. And sleep in heavenly peace while you can, baby Jesus, because pretty soon you're not gonna have that peaceful, easy feeling because your kingdom is going to bring conflict and the crowds are gonna shout to kill you. So tonight, as this baby is wrapped in swaddling clothes, we remember it's the same one who will one day be hanged naked on a cross. As the scriptures say, pierced for our transgressions and by his wounds we are healed because the punishment that was on him brings us heavenly peace. So sleep in heavenly peace, little town of Bethlehem, right? Because pretty soon Herod's going to give that edict to kill all of your babies. And your streets are going to be filled not with peace, but with the cries of wailing women, a reminder of how much pain there is in the world and how we desperately need the peace on earth that only Jesus can bring. So this is a song for Bethlehem, but it's a, it's a song for that little church, that little cluster of friends in Austria in 1818 who have come off of this horrible thing. They're, 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 they're mucking out their houses. They're tired, discouraged, and exhausted, but on that night, They remember how Jesus shows up in the middle of their mess and all in some kind of way was still calm and bright and they could sleep in a heavenly peace and that's why it's a promise for us too. Because we're flooded with stuff as well and Jesus is here in the middle of it all. And that means, my friend, that no matter how bad it is or how hard it is for you or anyone else right now, Jesus brings calm to our chaos. He brings light to our darkness. All is calm, all is bright. Jesus isn't just that baby in a manger. He's the living God who's here among us and with us right now in the midst of whatever flood or failure or whatever you're facing with so much upheaval in our world and when our own hearts are filled with worry Jesus comes and when Jesus comes all is calm even in chaos because he's our peace and in a world that's filled with darkness and division and ugly evil right now with, with good grief school shootings and people driving through Christmas parades mowing people down and then even the darkness we sense in our own hearts Jesus comes to that too Even in the midst of darkness, we can say all is bright because Jesus is the light of the world and he gives light to everyone who's open to it. And the Bible promises that the darkness that we see and feel has not and will not and cannot overcome it. So I just wanna encourage you to take the anxious parts of your life and invite Jesus into it, to say, To him, this is stressful, what I'm going through. This is hard. This feels like chaos. But Jesus will come when you invite him. Just like he came to Bethlehem, like he came to that little town in Austria, he will come to you and to me, to our family, to our city, to our nation, to our world. He can come to your life and to bring calm in the midst of chaos. Then you can also pray about the parts of our world that are still filled with darkness, like places and people who seem shut out, you know, from the light of God's pure love and light. And we can just pray, Jesus, there's darkness here, there's evil, there's scary stuff here. And, and Jesus, we ask you to come and to bring your light to my family, to my friends, to our world. Bring your healing and your light, your goodness, Lord, into every dark corner of my own heart. Because you want to be able to sing these words, all is calm and all is bright because Jesus brings that. You know, one of my favorite stories about Silent Night is from a country singer named Travis Tritt. He, he used to sing, before he was famous, he used to sing in these little bars, you know, where drinking and fighting were more important than the music. So what do you do if you're trying to entertain a crowd, right, and all of a sudden a bar fight breaks out? You know, do you transition to, you know, Eye of the Tiger or start playing heavy metal? You're like, no. What do you do? If you're working for tips, you want the fight to stop, right? You want to calm things down. And Tritt said he had a surefire way of doing that. He says, whenever a bar fight would break out, I'd just stop whatever I was singing and I would start singing Silent Night. And he knew that everything would just mellow out. And I love that. I love that. Not just because of the power of the music itself, but because I don't know about you, it kind of feels like our, our world's like one big bar fight right now with each other. Everybody's beating up on everybody. It's been a hard year for a lot of people. Hard couple of years. And in these times, we need what those angels sang about to the shepherds that night. That silent night. Luke 2 says, they, they just shouted from the heavens, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace peace to the people on whom his favor rests. That's a picture of peace, not just in heaven, but on earth. And then look at the next verse of the song. The song says, remember, silent night, holy night, and then it says shepherds quake at the sight. In other words, they were scared out of their minds, why? Because glories were streaming from heaven afar and heavenly hosts, that means like an army, a whole battalion of bright glowing beings were in the sky shouting and singing at the top of their lungs hallelujah christ the savior is born friends there was nothing peaceful or calm about that night shepherds are absolutely scared out of their minds. There's thunder in the sky with light and flashes and hallelujahs coming from these angels because Jesus is here. It wasn't a calm or silent night for those shepherds, but look what the message was from the angels. What do they say in the middle of all that chaos? They say, peace. All is calm and all is bright. Peace is so powerful, my friends, that it can calm down fearful shepherds in the middle of their quaking and shaking when you're out of control, when it's a scary moment. I have a question for you. I wonder if you would just think for a minute about what you're most afraid of right now. Like, what are you afraid of? Is the peace that Jesus brings powerful enough to calm you down? To settle your fears? to to help you with whatever's got you quaking in your boots. The amazing truth about Jesus, and I I love this song because it reminds me of this every time I sing it, that in the middle of our chaos and our fear, when you're flooded with all that stuff, you can still have peace. Just like that night in Bethlehem, they had fear hanging over their heads, they had peace. In in St. Nick's church, with discouragement, flooding their spirits, they had peace, and Jesus shows up for us today, right now, even in this moment, so we can still have peace. That's what the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament. He's facing his own death in a prison cell, right? And he says, you know what, still, I've still got peace. And it passes understanding. It doesn't make sense on the face of it, because if you looked at my life, you'd think, you should be a mess right now. And so many people out there are like, yep, I'm a mess right now. But, But Paul says, I have peace that passes understanding, even in the middle of that. So I hope you can hear the good news of the angels that this song, Silent Night, talks about. And my friend, you can know that kind of deep peace down inside that passes understanding. When things are chaotic, you can have calm. When you're flooded with fear and darkness, you can say all is calm and all is bright because I have a peace that passes understanding because I have Jesus. You know, let me tell you one last kind of cool thing about the performance of Silent Night in St. Nick's Church in 1818. Remember how he wrote it on guitar? Well, the guitar was not an approved church instrument in those days. So they weren't even allowed to perform it as part of the actual Christmas Eve service. They had to perform it after church was over. I'm not making this up, right? You think about that and it's kind of perfect in a way because Heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it, like in our real lives, in the real world. It's not just some church thing. So picture that night. Church is over, it's done, and they're like, good night, everybody, you know, Merry Christmas. Back you go to the real world, to your everyday chaotic, crazy, stressful life. Back to clean out my flooded out basement, you know, back to my cranky spouse and my mouthy kids. and my pile of homework and my unpaid bills and the grind of everyday life and fatigue and fear and chaos. But wait, before you go, we got one more song for you on guitar this year. Let's have a song for the real world and that's when they sang Silent Night for the very first time. So I kinda hope that we'll do the same thing, you know, like not make this be some little devotion for our church time, you know? Because this song and the, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, that it's singing about, it's not just for church, it's for our real world, for our messed up, chaotic, hurting hearts and our own flood of fear that we're facing because Jesus has come. And that means you can have calm in your chaos and peace in the pain and you can find the holy even in the hurt, so sleep in heavenly peace.